Hey, everybody, this is a special edition of After Further Review with the breaking news of the Alliance of American Football getting a $250 million investment from Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon, effectively naming him the chairman of the board of directors for the AAF. With us now, Paul Reitz. He is the founder and owner of Our Sports Central, the organization that hosts and sponsors this program. But Paul is also an historian and a lot of wisdom covering more than 800 minor league and alternative league sports and scores of leagues. Paul, thank you for joining the program. I guess the first question is, is we're hearing news or rumblings, I should say, that the league had a payroll problem, which we do know as fact. But we're also told, too, by various media reports that players did get paid on Tuesday. And according to an Orlando Sentinel report that just came out today, Charlie Ebersol said they did have the money. It was just a glitch in the payroll system. So are these things that we should be concerned about? I don't think anymore. Uh, With the news of a $250 million investment uh, by the Carolina Hurricanes owner, that should take care of uh, whatever financing problems the AAF may have been having. That's a pretty substantial sum of money. Now, Charlie Ebersole said in that same Orlando Sentinel article, he said, quote, We are a startup. Startups raise money in pieces. There's Series A, Series B, Series C, etc. This is an exact quote. After the success of the first week, we had a number of investors come to us and offer all kinds of different investments. Tom Dundon showed up and said, do you want to continue to raise Series B, Series C, and Series D, or do you want to raise Series Infinity right now and to be taken care of from now on? That was an offer I was not going to refuse. Anytime somebody comes in and offers a quarter of a billion dollars to back your venture, I don't think that it's something that I'd be looking at refusing either. And, I mean, let's let's look at this on its face. Uh, could the AAF have been short of cash? Uh, it, it's quite likely. Football, outdoor football, is a tremendously expensive sport to run on a professional level. That, I mean, this is why we haven't seen leagues last, even the XFL that had uh, WWF money behind it that had Vince McMahon behind it couldn't last with him just doing it by himself at the time. Now he's going to do it again, uh, but he's already put a hundred hundred plus million dollars uh, into the venture, uh, committed that much. This is a multi-hundred million dollar type of business. And so for somebody to show the kind of faith uh, that, this guy has an AAF, you know, you're going to give up some control, but I think that it puts the league on a pretty firm financial foundation as well. We need to also update Paul's bio because Paul is the author. He's the historian and author behind the book, USFL 1982 to 1986. So Paul has studied the other leagues, especially the United States Football League, and has seen what has failed and what has been successful. I do also want to add there was a quote in that same Orlando Sentinel article that came out today from Mike Bianchi 
that said, quote from Charlie Ebersole, how people interpret the relationship, parentheses, with Dundon, unparentheses, how quickly it came together is their business. If I was going to describe to you my dream investor, I would have told you a 47-year-old football fan who has a professional sports ownership experience and is self-made, a man who went from zero to billions of dollars completely on his own work. That describes Tom Dundon. So to hear Charlie Ebersole, or Ebersole, apologies, however his name is pronounced, it seems like a dream situation. And I guess we can only go on what they're telling us. In this day and age of conspiracies, there's any number of angles that you can take from it. But, Paul, what would you take from it? The biggest takeaway, I think, is that the the league has the financing now, I think, to carry the ball forward for quite a way. Uh, Sure, you can look at this and see maybe a little bit of a black eye. But... The, the takeaway on this, and this is probably not a deal that just was put together Monday or or even over the weekend. This is something that I think has probably been in the works for a while. Uh, the league is in much better shape than it was a week ago. I think that is the biggest takeaway. And we're hearing some tweets now coming out in defense of the league, as you might imagine, calling it jumping to a conclusion without having all the facts, which is the essence of journalism. And let me just say, as this show develops, and we're not trying to toot our horn, and we're not trying to make ourselves better than anybody else, but we're going to deal with facts, and when we talk about opinion, we're going to make it clear that it's opinion. And we just want to stand on the side of we're not necessarily pro the league we're not anti the league we are just telling the story as we see it yeah that's right that's right uh you know the these things will unfold one way or the other uh regardless of cheerleaders uh, on either the for or against sideline this is a, a tough business uh nobody else has been able to make it work uh we've seen the nfl even try it with the World League and NFL Europe. And they couldn't make it work. They were losing tons of money. I think the AAF has done some things really well. I think that they brought a level of engagement maybe that we haven't seen before. Uh, they've been able to strike some broadcast partnerships that has, has, have given the league a lot of visibility. So certainly some positive things going. Uh, not really surprising without a central... Uh, backer from the start that, you know, financing was a piece that they were going to have to put together a little bit as they went along. Um, We don't know exactly where the league was financially before this commitment. Uh, There seems to be a little bit of conflicting information there. Uh, But what we do know is that a quarter of a billion dollars uh, has now been made available to them. Uh, obviously, this is not going to be a one-year thing. Uh, so the league is in, in much better shape today than it was a week ago. I would imagine, and this is just common sense, that a league in turmoil, and I'm trying to play devil's advocate as I look at this, a league in turmoil doesn't really appeal to a businessman to the tune of pouring out $250 million. 
Yeah, and the the league certainly hadn't given any indications of of being in turmoil. Uh, everything that they have done, at least that uh, we've been able to see from the outside, uh, has been done well and has been done professionally. Paul, how much do you think that it costs the league to run for a year? Any ballpark figure? Uh, I'd be surprised if it was much shy of uh, $80 million, especially for this first year. That's a pretty good chunk of change. So with $250 million, there's going to be some staying power. And it gives the league a chance to expand to some other things that were perhaps critical needs because there was some discussion in some published reports that Ebersol had mentioned that there were some basic infrastructure things just because it's a startup. You can't do everything at once. Yes, I, I, and I think you've even seen um, even seen that with the, maybe the website a little bit and how stats have been kind of slowly unfurled on the site and, and different features have been opened up. Uh, it, there's a lot that goes into this before they even start. And so there's no surprise that it, it kind of develops a little bit as it goes along. I think that we've seen uh, a lot of positives from the league. Uh, I think that we're going to see improved play as the season wears on. Uh, we've already seen really good play in a number of areas, uh, and that's only going to get better. And I think now that the league is on a firmer financial foundation, it really has a chance to, to grow. We talked with a league vice president early after the first week of play, and it wasn't for broadcast and it was just a casual discussion with one of the league VPs who said that it wasn't a matter of not having the stats. It was a question of being able to put them out attractively. We wanted to make sure they were right because, you know, this is the first time that you've played games. You want to make sure that they're right. And, of course, as he said that, they were up the very next day. So, I mean, I think the league has done what it said it's going to do. Again, we're talking with Paul Reitz. He's the owner and founder of R Sports Central, a website that covers more than 800 minor league and alternative sports leagues around the country. I should say about 60 minor leagues around the country. So, Paul, you've seen a lot of things. You've seen financial trouble before. You've seen leagues go under. You've seen teams go under. Not a lot of things when it comes to minor league sports and essentially, that's what the AAF is, as a minor league. Not a lot of things have taken you by surprise. Is there anything about the AAF that has you concerned? You know, there, wasn't, uh, there weren't any indications of problem, problems before today. Uh, the, you know, the, the AAF is kind of a, a special case in that they're uh, clearly a de facto developmental league. Uh, you can't pay players enough to take them away from the NFL. So though those players who do develop uh, will naturally leave uh, for the better-paying league. Uh, but they are run on such a, a huge basis. Hundreds of millions of dollars go into an operation like this over the long haul. Uh, so they, they're, while they're a developmental league, they, they kind of run more like a major league, uh, especially at the, the business level. But this was the, the first indication that we saw that uh, you know the you know there were any money troubles whatsoever, and and that might be overstating things a bit, uh, 
but you know that there were any reports of of a late payroll or or anything of the sort. Okay, give me an estimate. Over the years, you've been doing this site for what about twenty years now? How many teams? How many leagues have you seen come and go because of financial problems? This is uh, that's that's the reason everybody goes. Uh, <laughs> There are hundreds of teams uh, over the last 20 years. Uh, you look at the you look at the changes that have taken place in minor league hockey, uh, leagues that are no longer in existence. Uh, certainly, uh, scores of teams. Uh, but you have to put that also in context, in that we have 66 leagues on the site, 859 uh, active or announced expansion teams. So that is a pretty big pool to draw from. And over the course of 20 years, uh, a lot of the leagues from the very beginning are underfinanced, uh, horribly underfinanced. They're, they're bad ideas from a business perspective. Uh, and this doesn't, this doesn't appear to be the case with the AAF. They, uh, they were able to attract uh, some major money here, $250 million dollars. That I think uh, puts the league into, you know, definitely a different territory. Uh, shores up a lot of things, I think. Paul, thanks for joining us. We'll catch up with you as the need arises, and we'll continue to track this story. Thanks again for joining us on the situation in the Alliance of American Football. Good to talk with you again, Dean.